the Monkey Mind Podcast, your number one platform for athletes and mental health. Hosted by Danny Perez and Anthony Florentino. This is episode 68 featuring Gunnar Regan. Gunnar is a former college hockey player at Augsburg University in Minnesota, now turned mental skills and performance coach. But before we get into today's episode, we have a quick word from our sponsor. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Daily Dose CBD Inc. Daily Dose CBD Inc. creates full-spectrum CBD products ranging from tinctures, bombs, and dog treats. Research has shown that CBD has successful results in aiding in the following areas. Anti-inflammation, anxiety, PTSD, help with breaking addiction, neuroprotection, epilepsy, arthritis, chronic pain, and sleeping disorders. Daily Dose makes an extremely safe and effective product that we know you will love, enjoy, and benefit from. Daily Dose has given Monkey Mind listeners 15% off all their orders. Head over to DailyDoseCBDInc.com and use promo code MONKEYMIND15 for 15% off your purchases. That's promo code MONKEYMIND15 for 15% off all your orders at DailyDoseCBDInc.com. All right, we got Gunnar Regan on today. Um, yeah, welcome on, man. I want you to introduce yourself to everybody, who you are, um, where you're from, your journey through hockey and what you're doing right now. Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, my name is Gunnar Regan. I grew up in Minnesota in a, a smaller town outside of the Twin Cities where I grew up, you know, playing every sport that I could get my, my hands and feet going in. And hockey was the one that really stuck. And it allowed me then to eventually play some AAA outside of the small town. Um, where I went from, you know, being the big fish in a small pond to being very real, uh, like everything got so much bigger, so much faster. Um, so there's always that transition of, all right, I got better. And now what's next? I got better. What's next. And from there I got into, um, a really awesome high school program. I, I left my hometown, which was, a a scary moment for me as a, a young athlete and a young student and got thrown right into the fire. The, the biggest program in the state at the time, I played for St. Thomas Academy and through many, many ups and downs, a lot of trials, a lot of uh, getting scratched and, and all those uh, things we experienced as hockey players. I, I made it to be on a team where we won three state championships in a row. And the lessons I picked up from being on that team were I, I always wanted to show up being the most fit, the strongest, the most prepared player. And that has been the underlying theme for me going into play two years of college. I played division three, uh, one year at Milwaukee school of engineering and the school and the, the team wasn't a really great fit for me. So that was a, a challenge I had to just face head on and be courageous and move from. And then I transferred, played a year at Augsburg in Minneapolis. And again, it was, uh, it was a moment for me to realize, all right, what is, what is something I'm going to get out of this? And I came in as a player that was you know, unrecruited by that school. I, I made the choice to go there and I felt like I, you know, was spinning my wheels, getting scratched, knowing that I had a lot to show and I wasn't in the place to get that opportunity. So I eventually made the, 
the decision to retire after playing two years of college. And I immediately started coaching and I, I had a passion for fitness and exercise. So I went right into coaching CrossFit and competing in CrossFit. And that's been my life for the past seven years of, um, developing myself as an athlete and, and seeing what I'm truly capable of and making that transition from always being the team player, always, you know, having goals set for me and have a standard set for myself to, all right, how do I find that as an individual? And now in my coaching career, it's transitioned to, all right, how do I, how do I show up for myself to be my best, to keep myself healthy, to, um, eventually take care of others. And now that's, you know, how we, how we got here today is, mm -hmm. uh, you know, coaching and competing and, and creating the mindset around all of that to be, uh, our best at any moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to make a note of, of something that you said earlier about, um, just the different, you know, times where, you know, you're going through some adversity and you mentioned the point of, you know, what's the lesson that can be learned from this or that I should be learning from this. Um, and how do you handle the situation? So I think that those are two important topics that you mentioned that um, I think oftentimes get neglected. And I think that they're super important pieces because I think at the end of the day, every time you go through adversity, that that's the biggest thing is that there's a lesson that needs to be learned here. Um, and it's just about shifting your perspective when you're going through some pretty difficult times um, and whatever that may be. So I'm happy that you mentioned that and, um, you know, brought lay of that, you know, that, that situation. Yeah, absolutely. There, there's, so many of those little moments that felt in the, in the, in that exact moment, huge and uh, sometimes overpowering. I can kind of, kind of shut down our, our mind and, and get so focused on everything in the moment when, you know, my, my intention now as a coach is to have a long-term vision and understand, all right, this is a part of the process. This is where we are right now. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was, for me, hard learned, right? Yeah. I hope to bring those lessons forward in a much cleaner, easier fashion and yeah. make them apply. Yeah. It's funny. I was talking to a buddy about this and we were just saying how, you know, like life throws you these things that are, you know, teaching you lessons and they like kind of these little whispers sometimes, but then sometimes it's like, no, you really got to learn this lesson. It throws you like just a, a windstorm of just nonsense that you, like it forces you to really, you know, do, do the dirty work. And I think um, sometimes when we're going through these really tough, tough times, I think it's, it's just kind of life's way of saying here that you need to really do some work here, figure it out and learn the lesson in this, um, which I, you know, I want to segue into what you're doing right now and uh, you're a mental skills and performance coach, correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just talk about that, what you've been doing there. Um, you know, the age ranges that you work with and um, yeah, just about your, your company. Yeah. So uh, fortunately I'm, um a year in like literally last Monday was my year anniversary of having my own company. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's been a, a wild, wild journey in a year and what it's developed into is I, I created a system that I felt was perfect for hockey players. Right? We, we love scoring goals. Sometimes that's the only goal. Right. I want to I want to create a platform for hockey players, both in uh, age ranges that are applicable to them. So I, I've worked with players from like 12, 13 years old um, as they're transitioning into. All right. 
I have these big goals. Maybe I want to play for the national development team, or maybe I want to you know, make it to junior someday. What does that actually look like in the future? And how do we set ourselves up right now to, to make those steps? And the younger athletes, I focus a lot on, all right, what do you have control over? Like what, what can we do right now that is going to maybe alleviate some of the stress that is put onto you through parents, coaches, other, other entities. And what do you really want? So if it's, you know, if the kid wants to just shoot the puck harder, let's set a goal around shooting the puck harder because it's going to help them get there rather than just like, all right, you need to practice, practice, practice. Let's be specific. And that platform that I've, I've been building out has, I've, I've worked with groups of players at one time and we focus a lot on our setting goals. And then we have the goal be our underlying truth. All right. If I have a goal, that's in two years, I want to be here playing this, this level at this school, at this, this league. That's great. What does that mean for you as a person? How are you going to show up? And how are we going to develop those personality traits that are, you know, giving you the best opportunity, allowing you to be courageous in yourself and, and believing in yourself when it is tough. Um, you know, in my experience as a player, transferring schools or transferring programs and just being in, in that minutia and, and getting lost for some time, I realized it always comes back to how we talk to ourselves. And that's where the older group I get into is we really dial in our language. And the one piece from goal setting is, all right, now we have our identity. What does it look like when we achieve that goal? How do we talk to ourselves right now so that we can become that identity even faster? Um, I, I love sharing this. So you're familiar with the word abracadabra. Mm-hmm. Of course. You know, yep. you know what it means? No. Uh, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean like, like, don't like a ta-da, like, uh, like, right. Poof, like, right. Yeah. Okay. So, so if you think about like, all right, we hear abracadabra in the sense of like a magician, right? Yeah. That's what waving, you're waving the here. wand. Yeah. Waving the wand to like something. Yeah. Yeah. So in, in its original definition or translation is from my word, I create. So if you think about that. Um, I know you had Adam Zukowski on and a year ago he was going into a junior season and he's, you know, been one of my clients for a long time. We developed these mantras for him that allow him to breathe into what he wants to be. So one of him, one of his mantras that I've, I've just loved to see him use is I eat and train like a professional. And he says that every day with a specific breath. So it's, I eat and train like a professional. Big breath in, let that breath go. And immediately you feel a sensation. I imagine, imagine you notice that, right? If I breathe, I relax, it goes into my gut and, you know, in, in, Eastern philosophies, but also it's coming into more of our, our, uh, non-traditional training is our identity has a lot to do with how we feel in our gut. And with these hockey players, um, 
which I, I imagine a lot of the audiences or hockey parents, the pressure that we put on ourselves is in our mind. When I speak something out into space, into existence, abracadabra, then it starts to become tangible. I can see it. I can feel it. I have sensations around it that I can, I can name. Mm -hmm. So for Adam's, you know, instance, he believed in himself and he has so much support from all of his parents, from his teammates, from, from me as a coach, from other coaches. As soon as he started speaking that into existence, that became his standard for himself. And he was able to live into that. And he had a fantastic season. And the awesome part about mantras is we can practice them at any time. We can practice them on the bench. If we have a bad shift, we can say it out loud. We can breathe and we can reset. And that those are the skills that I, I like having for the, the older group because it's, it takes some intention. It takes focus. And, and that's how we get our best performance. Mm-hmm. knowing that we're our best selves. Yeah. Okay. You said a lot of unreal stuff there that I, I got to break down. Yeah. Um, so in the beginning you were talking about um, goal setting mm-hmm. and then essentially what you, you know, you focus on the process. So it's taking the goal. Okay. You let it, let it go. It's, it's there. That's what your goal is. And we've talked about this a lot with other guests. Um, it's so important to focus on the process and not the goal. You already have your goal there. We all know that's what you want, but it's important to break down the process of how you're going to get there into micro steps mm-hmm. because, because then it becomes tangible. And you're like, okay, if I do this, this is going to help me get to this level. And there's no wiggle room because I think a lot of the times we're just like, oh, I want to play in the NHL. And then you just like go out and like work hard and say, okay, great. That's, that's great that you're doing these things and you're working hard or whatever. But when you're, in, when you're intentional, and you break it down into, hey, I got to do this, this, and this. And then not to play in the NHL, just because you have to achieve the, this first goal to, to the ultimate one. And then you do this, this, and this to achieve the next one that, that encompasses the ultimate one. And then mm-hmm. you just constantly build up and build up off that. You're like creating confidence, creating steam. You know, you're, you're, you're challenging yourself and then you're achieving them. And it's just constant build up. I think it's important that you said that because we, we talked about it before. Like I said, and I want to continuously reiterate. And that's focusing on the process and no, leaving no you know, space for wiggle room. It's like, this is what I got to do. And that's it. And I think a lot of the times, especially for me, big time, it was like, all I cared about was playing division one and like playing the NHL. And that's all I, not all I played for. Cause I just love playing hockey, but it was always in my mind. And it's just like, it creates pressure. It creates tightness and tension. And like, like everything feels like it's like your last skate. It's just like, relax, dude. Just like, you have your goal, just go play and have fun and then focus Absolutely. on the pro and like get lost in the process. And I look back, I'm just like, man, I wish I had more fun just playing as opposed to like being so end goal focused. It's just so frustrating. Yeah. I, I just think that that's like such an important thing to say. Cause I think um, it's, it's okay to have goals and it's good to have, you know, dreams and things like that. But when, when every day it's surrounding that, it just, I, I think it's a toxic uh, mentality. Yeah. Well, well said what, really stuck out from your perspective there is having fun like hockey is the most fun game Mm. i've ever played and i imagine that's exactly how you feel a thousand percent yep and what 
what a privilege it is to play the most fun game in the world at the next level, whatever that is for anybody. However, we get to the next level by having fun playing and enjoying it right now. So uh, another mantra that I have uh, one of my guys that I'm working with currently, he uses is I am creative right there. And he gives himself permission by using that mantra and stating, I am creative. And he says that before every practice, every workout, every, every game that he plays. And what is he on the ice? He's creative. And in that he has more fun mm-hmm. and that's yeah. going to get him the next level. Exactly. I think that's another thing that you said later on. I want to mention as well is that the self-talk mm-hmm. um, is something that, I've recently been, um, you know, doing more, more of in the past, I'd say few months. Um, cause everyone says, Oh, positive self-talk, positive self-talk. And that's, that's great. But there's specific ways that you talk to yourself and specific phrases and specific ways in which like your tone is that you say things that allow these things to become real. Mm-hmm. And like you said, when you take that big deep breath and let it out, you legit feel the energy and it's, it's something that I've noticed with me is that I have like a list of note in my notes of things that I say to myself and I say them out loud and I say them super confident, like they're already here and like they're real and the way that I say them. And I just found myself to be more confident um, just in my own skin and just with what I'm doing in my life. And it's allowed a lot of weight off my back of like comparisons or whatever. Cause I just like, this is what I want to do this is what I'm going to, you know, this is how I'm going to do it. And I, you know, using that self-talk, it allows me to just own it all and just have some swagger to it. You know what I mean? For lack of a better term, you know what I mean? Like totally. that's, one th- that's one of the things I say is I, I have swagger and, and it helps me feel better about myself. You know, I just flat out, like I've always struggled with, you know, self-confidence. And so being able to say that and, and say it in a confident tone, it's, it's worked for me. Maybe it doesn't work for everybody else, but it's worked for me. So, mm-hmm. so I want you to just kind of keep talking about like, the, you know, the self-talk and, and, um, what exactly you should say and how you should say it. So like you can use me in, as an example. Yeah. You yeah. Can use me as an example, say I'm, I'm coming to you and say, Hey, you know, I, I feel unconfident on the ice. You know, I don't, I, I'm scared to make plays and I don't feel like I'm, you know, a person of status on a team and I feel uncomfortable, like not uncomfortable. I feel like unconfident walking around the rink as well. What would you say to a guy like me to say, you know, to use for self-talk? Totally. And, you're, you're spot on. I, I love what you just said of, you know, I have swagger. I imagine this is, this is very close to a universal truth without me projecting that the first few times you said it felt a little awkward. Oh yeah. That's okay. It's that's perfectly fine. I, I have a mantra of, I am the tiger. And that is what I use personally to reset in the moment. If I get, you know, overwhelmed, worked up, I start to feel that lump in my throat, which you, you mentioned when you started using your mantra, I have swagger walking around, you felt a weight lift off your back, right? That is a physical sensation. That's something we can, we can become aware of just by using your words, which is crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. you're, You're spot on. And, and this is where again, I loved how you touched on it. It all comes down to our awareness and awareness is a practice. And then 
becoming aware, you can be mindful of how you talk to yourself. Negative self-talk can be helpful. Positive self-talk can be helpful. Self-talk is really important, whether it's positive or negative. It's about how we become aware and mindful of our words. So one way, uh, one way I like to talk about this is the word if. If is a real pain. It gets stuck in our mind. We get worked up on the if something's going to happen. So one, one example I, I use frequently, especially with younger guys, um, you know, high school, pre-high school age kids is if you turn the puck over, what's going to happen. And immediately I can sense in their tone, their response that they're already clenching their hands. They're already tight in their shoulders. They're taking a shorter breath. If we do a one word change, and that is going to be, if you turn the puck over thinking theoretically, we have to be perfect to saying, when I turn the puck over immediately, there's a, there's a shift change. The game is the game of hockey is the game of mistakes. The game of life is the game of mistakes and how you respond. So being mindful of that word, just being aware of, all right, if I go out there and I, I turn the puck over and, and all this stuff, I'm going to get yelled at and the bench and I'm not going to get a shift. I'm already breathing in my, my throat. It's not, not helpful. If I go, I can see the game. When I turn the puck over, I get to skate hard and, and make a play. When I turn the puck over, I'm going to learn from that moment. When I turn the puck over, I will be a better player next shift. All of that, just even saying if versus when, that one word game, making it a game of, all right, if to when, gives you the permission to one, go back to having fun being creative, playing your best, because that's why you're on the ice. The goal is to have fun, play games, play creative, not to negation, acknowledge, not to be tight and make the perfect play every perfect moment. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think uh, having fun is something that's, it's said in rooms, like, oh, let's have fun today, fellas. And like, you go out, but like, I don't know. I, I think it, like, especially with training nowadays, everything's super structured. Everything is so structured that there's not enough free play time where guys can just go out and play, you know, open puck, like stick and puck, or whatever, or play roller hockey. It's just hard to find that these days. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the real development happens because you're not thinking about making mistakes. You're just thinking about playing, trying new things, and having fun in the moment. Um, and I think it's something that, like, needs to be reiterated even at the highest possible levels that, like, when we say have fun, hey, it's like legit have fun because that's when you're going to get – that's when you're going to get better. Like that's when you get your best is when you're having fun in the process, not when you're thinking about I got to execute this drill and be perfect because this is going to get me better. It's like, no, man, like do the drill. Let's have some fun out here, crack jokes, smile, and just get lost in it. And that's when, you know, that's when we'd really see development. And I think uh, there's a book, I think it's by Malcolm Gladwell, or I believe he talks about how um, futsal – I think I'm messing this up with what, what the book was, but they talked about futsal, which is like a, I think it's a five V five, like soccer game overseas or played in Brazil. And like all these players that come out of there are just super skilled and none of them play any organized 
soccer. You know, they, they play futsal, which is like, a, it's a small ball. It cap kind of made out of tape. It's not even real soccer, but they're just highly skilled because they're out there getting reps, having yep. fun all day. Absolutely. And, and there's no structure. And these guys are nasty at their sport. So mm-hmm. it's like, there's proof in the pudding that this works. And that, like you said, like, it sounds cliche, but having fun is just the best way to develop a lot of the time. Totally. Yeah. I, uh, I, I love that example. I, I believe there is mention it's outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah. So it wasn't that book where he talks about it. Uh, it, it does touch on it. And then sports gene, uh, I, I don't know if you've read that one. That one's really great. It's, uh, uh, David Epstein, I believe. Uh, but the, the idea there is, are, are we born to be exceptional at anything or does it take deliberate practice and deliberate practice gets to be fun when we take the pressure out of it? Like futsal, for example, is an amazing game mimicking soccer. So it transfers, right? I mean, you could, you could play futsal on a, you know, I don't know, blacktop one day, you could play it on the beach the next day, you could play it on grass you're still playing a game that allows your body to express you know, energy, express uh, fun, creativity. Again, go back to those. Cause that's, that's the underlying processes. How do we stay in that, uh, that zone or flow state by having fun is creating many challenges and making that challenge um, enough for us to develop. So one, one thing I, I have, you know, different players. Everyone has a different personality. Um, if I see someone that they love challenge, right. They love something that's going to push them out of their comfort zone. And that's going to be fun. Uh, I had one, one of my hockey guys last year. I was like, all right, how, how do you want to play in this next season? We set the goal of, he wants to score 50 points and he wants to be a goal scorer. Right. He, he wrote that out. He said it out loud to me hundreds of times, right. If we we're practicing mantras. Um, and I waited a couple of weeks and I gave him this goal. I was like, I want you to shoot 2000 pucks in this month. And at first that's like, Oh my gosh, that's huge. That's, that's an enormous thing to go after. And I was like, well, let's break it down. You have 30 days. How many pucks do you need to shoot today and tomorrow and the next day? And within those pucks that you're shooting, why not make it fun? Why not set little, you know, challenges like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to put a tape dot on the the net or on the, you know, shooting tarp. And I'm just going to aim at that. And I'm going to count how many I hit, how many I didn't hit. And I'm going to make that my challenge the next day too, to outdo that. That's to me, that's super fun. Mm -hmm. That may not work for everyone, but that is my way of, all right, I got a challenge. I can go after this and it's me against me. Nope. Yeah. I, yeah. Like you said, it, it's for that person. That's what works for them. I think another thing that's important that we haven't really touched on too much, or it doesn't really even get touched on is that what works for that player in that specific thing might not work for everybody else. I think a lot of times, like, you know, I love the saying comparisons, the thief of all joy and it can be any more true. And that's why it's like you see players getting better doing certain things for their development. You're like, well, if you do the same things, you're going to get just as good or not better. But it's like, no, like that they're doing what works for them. You got to do some internal searching and see, okay, like how do you tick? How does your brain operate? How does your body operate? What's going to make you, you know, firing on all cylinders? And then from that, 
then you go about your development in that, in that regard, because I think a lot of the times we get too busy comparing and wonder why we don't get the results, but it's like, we weren't training for you. So figure out what works for you and then start executing it that way. Um, you know, I mean, there's guys that I, that I know like that would train and skate like seven days a week, the whole summer. There's guys I know who touched the ice seven times all summer, you know? So it's just like, Hey, yeah. you know, and some guys prepare for games differently. Some are, you know, like, left side, right side, like super strict superstitions, all this. Then you have guys playing Xbox all day, no napping, like just show up the pregame meal, hop on the ice. Like, you know what I mean? Like just find just what works for you to get you in your mindset to, to perform. And it's the same, the same goes with, with training as well. Yeah, no, you're, you're spot on. I got, I have like my, my example is I played baseball. I got ready for soccer season during the summers I, I skated like twice in June and July ever. And, and that was what gave me the excitement to come back to the game, right? Like in the fall, I was like, all right, this is where I get to start. I improved so much last year. I'm so much stronger because I loved being uh, in the gym. I loved being outside running, jumping, flipping tires, whatever it might, may have been. Like that's where I got my joy in that moment. And because of that, I learned all of these different skills that showed up on the ice that, that I didn't have to think about, or I didn't have anyone tell me to do. I picked them up through other experience. Exactly. Yeah. And just a quick disclaimer for those listening, I'm not suggesting just only skate seven times a summer. I think probably, yeah, should, yeah. Be, probably should be on the ice more, but my point was, is that what works for some guys works differently for others. So that was, that was the main, main concept I was saying, but, um, yeah, no, I, I, uh, I couldn't agree more on all that. So, I mean, this is, uh, this has been great. And, um, I know we can go on for, for days talking about all this, but I don't want to take up too much of your time. If there's just, you know, one last piece or, 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 you know, something that you'd say to your younger self, um, in regards to all this, what, what's that thing you'd want your younger self to know, or, or an athlete to know, like kind of just one big takeaway. Ask questions. I would tell myself to ask more questions. Uh, I was a, I was a quiet kid. I knew what I wanted and I was very observant. However, the, the amount that I've learned in the past two years as a coach, working with other coaches on both mental skills and developing that practice is when I ask questions, so many things open up. So showing up, asking questions with being curious, I, I have a lot of answers. I do not have them all. And I accept that. I know a lot of people, you know, being connected with you, Danny here is like, we're all going to learn something from everyone showing up with curiosity and asking questions is where we're really going to develop and, and learn how, how to you know be your best. So yeah. we're all in this together. Yeah. I, I, um, I like that a lot being curious and I think that, you know, going through things, thinking that you have all the answers is never, never going to be a good sign, never going to go for you well. I think being able to, you know, have the humility to walk through things and, and go about, you know, your business with a sense of curiosity, always trying to learn, I think is huge. And like you said, like I can relate to that in the past year doing this podcast. I've learned so much and um, I wish I was able to be this open about this stuff with, you know, playing, but such a competitive environment. You never want to look like you're always trying to like, you know, ask questions like I kind of want to fake that you've had to figure it out a little bit or just, you know, 
don't think you need to, to do this, you know, do the dirty work and, and find out this information. But that's why I'm happy to be having people like you on here to get this out there for players and make it more accessible. And because um, this stuff truly is is game changing. And um, yeah, I could agree more with what you just said. So thank you again for coming on. I, I really do appreciate your time. Yeah, absolutely, Danny. Thank you so much for having me. And um, yeah, my my company name is Animus Coach, and I work uh, remote with every one of my clients. So if anyone you know wants to chat, I'm I'm open for that. So perfect. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy you mentioned that. I was going to ask you. I completely forgot. I was going to ask you to give a plug to that. So um, yeah, we'll have it in, in the notes too for the uh, for the podcast episode. So everyone, if you're interested. Checking the game notes, uh, <laughs> the game notes. <laughs> yeah. Checking the podcast notes down below, okay. so you can get to the link to, to you know get in touch with you. So awesome! Thanks again. Yeah, absolutely, Danny. Have a great one.